after me. Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen, amen, amen. Now we'll go to our scripture. We started on, on Wednesday night, uh, Psalms 24, starting in verse 7 to about, down to verse 10. Psalms 24, verse 7. This is part two. There is a possibility that I'll get into part three on Wednesday. Are you ready? Psalms 24, verse 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for these moments. Father, there is no mistake about this time. And Father, I am very comfortable in this season. I am not ahead of you. I'm not far behind you. I am in the center of my assignment. I trust you with every part of my being. Take a hold of my mind. Think through my mind. Fill my heart with your word until your people are able to eat to the full. Spirit of the living God, whatever you're choosing to do in this region and abroad, you will not omit us at all. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And amen. Go ahead and take your seats in the presence of God. I'm going to read a couple of more scriptures to you, and then I'm going to I'm going to recap just a little bit on the first five points from Wednesday night, and then I'm going to go into another few things. And I'm still not going to keep you all day. You're not that all kind of day people. Yeah, y'all ready to go? I don't know where y'all going, but you're ready to go. And uh, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse uh, 29, and this is just a portion of scripture. Uh, verse 29 says this, that no flesh shall glory in his presence. So I can't be the big me, even though I am the one. The I am is him, then it comes me, I'm the one. The I am is him, and then me, I'm the one. So no flesh shall glory in his presence. So if no flesh is glory in, in glorying in his presence, he's going to choose people who feel inadequate. So if you feel inadequate and you've been chosen, that's because he wants to get the glory through your life. First Samuel four and verse 22. And I'm sorry to tell you, there's no one in your presence or in my presence or streaming that feels adequate. Okay. COVID stripped us all that of all that, you know, if you weren't stripped, you about to be stripped. First uh, Samuel four and verse 22. And she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. So the, the glory and the ark 
to them, meaning God would fight for them. When the Philistines removed or took or captured their ark, the people automatically thought that God was no longer with them, meaning God's glory, God's presence, God's power was gone. There was a situation going on here where the father had fell over and broke his neck. The high priest, his sons, both sons were dead. There was a daughter who was pregnant. And once she has her baby, she dies. And they called the name of the baby Ichabod, meaning the glory of God had departed. Now, I want to talk to you just briefly before I get into these points, because this is very important, especially regional wise. We usually talk about the glory being in the church, but glory in the church impacts the region. So if you say glory is in the church, then people around the neighborhood should be feeling the impact of that glory. Okay. So uh, when we have a good service, it doesn't mean that we have attracted the glory. It means that we used a lot of energy. So I want, and I've always been after glory because I've always felt inadequate at the assignment that God gave me. So I'm not arrogant, even though I preach very boldly. I'm not arrogant. I thought that God chose the wrong one. Now I'm convinced that he chose the right one. I am convinced. I, we don't even talk about that anymore. Okay. But because of the way I felt at the beginning, I felt that God had chosen the wrong one. So I said this, I understand through scripture, everything that feels inadequate or, or, or not measuring up, you accompany that thing with the glory. You created an Ark of the Covenant, you uh, had wood, and then you overlaid it with gold, which means it wasn't pure all the way through, and you still used it. And even you, you didn't just use it, you slept in it. So the Bible also speaks in Jeremiah about the Ark of the Covenant becoming like a pastor. No longer do you need the Ark of the Covenant for I have given you pastors with my own heart. So the pastor or the apostle, whatever you want to call him, that's up to you. It was a shepherd that he was writing about. He said that they would now have his heart. So they would have his presence. They would have the glory of God with them. And then you understand as you read more in your New Testament that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the glory of God should radiate from us. So I dare not walk around after a pandemic limited on glory. I don't know. I mean, everybody smiles at you, but you don't know if everybody likes you. So you need glory with you. And I let me back up. Everybody doesn't smile at you anymore. Only the people at Chick-fil-A smile at you now. Because McDonald's, they don't smile at you. They just say, hmm. So, so we have these things going on, but we, because we have been in environments that were, were not filled with glory, we have become accustomed to living out church and living out life Ichabod without God's glory. Now, when we start to talk about God's glory, God's presence, we're not talking about a shout, a speak in tongues, a run, a holler, and that, that's all that's good. But when you get into the marketplace, you can't do that. <laughs> and I've dealt with enough people in business because you can't do what I do without having some business sense, some entrepreneurial skills. And I know a crook when I see one because the glory's there. Excuse me for saying crook. But you got to be able to read and you can only read when the lights are on. The lights are the glory of God. So you can be sensitive to what's going on around you. Let them think they have you fooled. Don't be fooled. Is that okay? 
I'm just walking you through it. I'm just, I'm just telling you how beneficial it is and how beneficial it is to me. I've always stayed get ahead of the game because what was trying to take me out wasn't tall enough. So I really don't talk about that a whole lot because I'm preparing for the next one that's a dwarf. Okay, all right. So th this glory that the Bible speaks of, and the Bible speaks of, not just me speaking of. And it says in, in uh, Psalms 24, it says, lift up your heads. Wake up, sleepy heads. Stop being unaware because there's something I am doing. Now, if I have my uh, theology correct, a central place was Jerusalem. So he's speaking of Jerusalem. But there's also something that's happening here. I would not be back in Birmingham if it wasn't something that was going to happen in Birmingham. I'm sorry, I'd move, y'all. <laughs> but there's something geographically God wants to do in Birmingham that's going to cause a ripple effect that's going to move into Atlanta, move into Florida, move into Texas. Move. It's going to move into Tennessee. It's going to move into all the Carolinas. It's going to move like that. But you got to understand, it's got to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. So there's something God's doing, just like he was speaking to Jerusalem. I need y'all to wake up and be aware. Not, it's not just the Olympics that's coming to Birmingham. It's much more than the Olympics. God's trying to wake you up. You're getting the highways done. You're building all that. It's something else coming to Birmingham. And you got to get yourself ready for what's coming to Birmingham. And I don't know who you're hanging out with, but they may be asleep. And if they're asleep, you're not going to be aware as well. And you got to start talking about the things that are coming instead of the things that are. I am so convinced that there's something coming, if not already here, that I would not let depression have me more than five seconds. I am so convinced that there is something that's here. I don't care if I don't have a band, no singers, I'm still going to praise God. I am so convinced you're going to give me a Sunday and think I'm not going to maximize my week on that first day of the week. You have lost your mind. I am going to give God my best and I'm going to dominate the rest of the week. So let's read through these and then we'll get to uh, the glory points. Let's read through these. I'm going to move pretty quickly uh, uh, getting through these points because I covered them uh, on Wednesday night extensively. Uh, we're in the archives. You can go watch us again. So uh, number one, God's pattern is to send a voice of a person to make a city aware of a change. There's a change going on. The pandemic postured us for change so there's there's change that's happening now if all you're doing is playing video games and there's nothing wrong with that for recreation but you need to educate yourself on the changes that are going on so he sends a voice so i'm announcing to you whether you prepare or not change is here it's an announcement change is here those of you who don't, lead, don't watch and not led by a pastor or a spiritual leader anymore, change is here. God wants the region to wake up and be aware of what he is doing. Now, many people are waiting on angels. It's good that you see angels. I don't see angels. Not like that, unless it's a dream or something like that. But I, I, don't, I don't have those I, I type of eyes, but I can see. 
I can sense when God is up to something because you can't do what I'm doing at this level I'm doing it on if I wasn't aware that something was going on. So I posture myself for what I sense is going on. So he wants us to wake up, be aware. Now I'm going to talk just briefly. No, I'm not rebuking anybody. I don't, I don't want to rebuke you, but sometimes we can get so caught up in so many things. We're now unaware. It's not that you're not busy. It's that you're too busy. If the devil can't slow you down, he'll speed you up. Some of y'all got too much stuff going on to be aware. How, how are you going to go to all those meetings? How are you going to entertain all those relationships? If the relationship doesn't fit my calling or my purpose, that relationship doesn't get my attention. When I am talking to someone, I am listening for my purpose in what they're saying. If my purpose doesn't fit what I'm hearing, then I'll log their number in my phone and never use it. I'm going to be kind. But why, why should I entertain something that's not going in the same direction I'm going in? This is not tug of war. And a lot of you feel a tug of war because you're tied to something that's not going in the same direction you're going in. And they are, on a good day, you pull the, the little rag over on your side. But on a bad day, on a rainy day, I think your opponent is getting the upper hand on you. Your moment in God is here. Don't sleep it away. Your moment in God is here. Well, you just don't know the news I just got. What, what does that have to do with anything? News is news, okay? You had news before you got here. The gospel that I'm preaching right now is good news. You had news. This is good news. This is, this is good news. Good news comes from this book. Tell the poor they don't have to be poor no more. That means poor, not poor anymore. It's good news. Tell those who are suffering God has come to deliver you today. It's good news. It's good news. If you thought you were going to lose your mind, God grabbed one side, the Holy Spirit grabbed the other side, and Jesus sat down on it and said, peace be still. Don't, don't sleep your moment away. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people who can talk to you to tell you how they slept their opportunities away because now they're too old to do what they could have done. You will age. I don't care how much faith you have. Because the Lord mighty in battle is coming, things are shifting in your favor. Now, I need you to recognize because you're not accustomed to things being organized for your advantage. So when you see things being uh, or shifting, you tend to get offended because it's different, but different is going to work for you because same has kept you where you are for the last five years. So in order to move that five year, 10 year posture has to change. 
It's insane to keep going the way you're going, expecting different results. You have to change what you're doing if you want something better. Which starts out with a paradigm in your mind. If you keep thinking like that, you're going to keep making decisions like that. And you can keep doing that. And you're going to keep getting what you made a decision for. I've had to renovate my whole way of thinking because I, I feel something happening and it can't happen for me if I use the same methods that I used back then. If I keep choosing people who are not faithful, I'm going to continue to get unfaithfulness and heartache in my life. So now I got to change the way I think about things and change my choices about things. If I want something faithful, they're already faithful to something. Just get them to come and be faithful with you. If a person is not faithful to anything, why are you choosing them to be on your team? If they have no characteristics of faithfulness, they're going to exemplify those same characteristics when they cook up with you. And you're wondering why they didn't show up for work. They weren't working when you found them. Somebody said it's shifting in my favor. It will be very obvious that the king of glory is within your gate. Gate, and you read it out of the Message Bible, it will say city. It's going to be very obvious that the king of glory is among you. They're not going to be able to know, they're not going to be able to say anything that's valid because it's going to be very obvious that the king of glory is with you. Now I'm going to move on. I'm going to take a little bit more time, but I'm not going to take a whole lot of time because I didn't eat anything this morning. I'm going to eat after a while. Okay. Nothing spiritual about it. I'm hungry. People always want a spirit. No, I'm hungry. So we're going to get out of church in a little while because I'm going to get something to eat. Things that happen. <laughs> I ain't got to speak in tongues about it. I ain't got to put no oil on it. I'm going to eat. Uh, things that happen when the king of glory <laughs> arise. Things that happen when the king of glory arise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anybody else hungry? Okay. All right. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Let's go, y'all. <laughs> Things that happen when the king of glory arises. Unusual wealth is released on that group of people. Unusual wealth. When the king of glory shows up. I knew I'd get your attention. Unusual wealth. It's released on that group of people. Now, it speaks to Jerusalem. That is a group of people. When God gets ready to do something, what he would do, he would consecrate a group of people for the benefit of the whole. He is going to find a group of people. He is going to release wealth. Somebody say wealth. On a group of people. 
Now, I have, I have some history. I have some history. I have some history. Maybe I need to get to point number two before I, I get into that history. But he is, he is looking for a group of people, not a person. The problem is this, is we think as an individual we have it going on. If you are surrounded by individuals who do not have it going on, you do not have it going on either. If you can't feed us all, you don't have it going on. So unusual wealth will, <laughs> unusual wealth is released on that group of people. So unusual wealth, not, not tax returns, not, not a social security check, not unemployment. And y'all better pay them PPP loans back. Not an approval on a grant. Unusual. That's why your mind's got to change. You're waiting on a grant approval. You're waiting on a, on, a, on a monthly wage. Fixed. Fixed. This is not fixed. This, this, this is not fixed. The more you can believe, the more you can have. Don't, don't ever use this terminology again, retired people. I'm on a fixed income. You are not on a fixed income in the kingdom. How dare you use your faith to believe for that amount of money each week when God wants to give you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. How dare you get used to that paycheck, that direct deposit when God wants to release something in your life that you don't have enough calculation skills to count. Territory and land will come under the influence of that people group. Territory and land will come under the influence of that people group. Now, I've served, just like I talked about the book, I've served my leaders, my pastors well. So I got a chance to get in on some information that others may not be privy to because they didn't serve well. So in serving one bishop here in Birmingham until God released me and he released me to go serve Bishop Eddie L. Long in Atlanta. While serving under him, I noticed that a glory came on the church. Uh, we would be in that church and right here, it's maybe a mile or so behind us, some streets down and the praise and worship and the singing and, and you could feel the floor going up and down because it was so packed. I don't know if y'all ever went there, but it was so packed that the floor would go up and down while you, we thought we were going to fall through the floor, but we never did. And the praise and worship was so high and the expectation of the people was so high. And all of a sudden, God brought in wealth. But not, any, not only did he bring in wealth, he brought in territory and land. So now they're relocated, built a nice, nice building uh, over on the east side, further east from here. I'm not going to call no names. Further east from here because of what God was doing at that moment. 
So I get with uh, Bishop Eddie along, the great apostle, and I notice that when I come in, they're on this high. They're packing out an almost 10,000 seater twice on Sunday. He's got delegates from all over in Africa and all those people coming and sitting. I'm looking around I'm like, what in the world is this? What's going on? It's a glory that has sat on both of those ministries and begin to produce that. So what the devil wants to do, he'll find some stuff to try to remove the glory so it can stop the advancement. So in both cases, because I serve well, I serve well, and you learn from the good and the bad. So I have a strategy to make sure whatever caused the glory to deteriorate at either one of those, it will not happen here. So I may sometimes seem dogmatic, but what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to hang on to the glory that brought me from Main Street in Pinson to where I am right now. I, I, I am not trying to hold on to money because if I got the glory, I'm going to have money. I'm not trying to get more land because if I hold on to the glory, I'm going to get the land. I may, I'd rather lose the person and get the glory because the glory will refurnish the person. See, when you, when you don't have glory around, you try to keep what needs to leave. So territory and land will come under this. Is, this is not, I didn't see this in the Bible. I saw this serving under faithful men. I saw it. I saw a hundred and some acres in the pasture of a bishop here in Birmingham. All of a sudden they purchased some. They still got hundreds of acres they built the church on. But there's, it got a little lull in there. But it's okay. It's okay. If they call me in, we'll have a comeback. I saw it when I saw it at my father's church. When I went there, they had hundreds of acres of land built an auditorium that will make your mouth water. I got the privilege of leading it for 16 months. And guess what? In those 16 months, things got better while I was there because I understood glory. Now, 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 see, this glory is the presence and the ability of God to make you look good when you in your own mind look awful. Any of y'all ready to look good? Oh, that's not enough of y'all. Some of y'all not believe you can look better. You believe after you painted yourself up this morning, that was the best you could look. You think because you drove up in something that didn't break down, you think that's the best you can drive? You mean because you had to match your genie to come out and you didn't get wet coming out of the house, you believe that's the best you can have? Look around and tell them I'm about to look a whole lot better now. You can't hide glory gets on what you drive. You can't hide glory gets on what you live in. You can't hide it gets on your business. You can't hide glory. You can't, you can't tuck it under your shirt and think nobody knows it's there. Things that happen when the king of glory arises. Arrives, arrives, arrives. Some of the most influential leaders in the region will come to your central location. 
I, I didn't invite you, but you came. I believe I know what brought you in. It was the glory. Y'all may have thought you made the decision, but I believe it was glory that made the decision. Y'all just chose to obey this morning. So some of the most influential people in the region will come to that central location without an invitation. So you can do all the, the evangelism you want to do out there, but when glory hits... I'm not saying don't do evangelism. I'm not saying don't give out invitation cards. I'm talking about get glory so glory is on the card so they can't forget about you once they get home and lay the card on the nightstand. So it starts attracting automatic. I saw it. I saw it in both ministries. I see it in my own ministry. I can always tell when the glory is increasing. Somebody just pulls up without an invitation and said, I want to be at Refresh Family Church today. So it, it takes care of itself. So all the inabilities you have, it makes you look good. Because God didn't want you look, looking bad this season. How many of y'all, you look bad for some season, but you believe this season you're not going to look bad at all? <laughs> there's some people that know about your weakness that's going to see you strong as well some people know what happened to you but it's not going to make any sense after today how that you're walking like you're walking talking like you're talking and operating the way you're operating because glory is going to rest on your life and what they said about you the private conversations they had about you it's not going to be valid because you're in a brand new day I want you to say this with me. I'm not crippled anymore. Some people wanted you to be crippled all your life. They, they, they got excited because you were crippled. But today, the lameness in your legs leave. That means you're not going to walk like what you've been through. to me, you know, uh, it's glory came on my life. I was hurt. I remember I was hurting so bad. Everybody seemed like they were doing so well and I was doing so bad. Seemed like they had the best people and I just had people. But it, it caused me to step over into an arena. I opened up my Bible and I said, God, you can take a bad thing and make a good thing. You can take a down thing and make it an up thing. You can make a disqualified thing, a qualified thing. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take this disqualified down me and I'm going to give him to you. So my preaching ability and my, my way of, of seeing the word came from the fact that I gave myself to them. I said, I'm not much, but I'm going to give myself to you. So whatever you want to do and however you want to do it, that's up to you. And I'm not going to make excuses about you using me until you use me up. And I'm not going to ask them, can I be used? Because they didn't come to pick me up when I was way down. They didn't come to encourage me when I felt like I wouldn't make it at all. So I'm going to give myself to you. I give myself away
the glory will be as lights that illuminate a ball field in the darkness of night. I, I have been driving at times and, and I can see all this light miles away that lights a ball field. The glory of God is going to come on you. It doesn't matter how dark it is, where people are coming from. They're going to see the illumination of the ball field. They're going to see the illumination of refresh, refresh nation. They're going to see the illumination of your life from far, far away. Some of y'all don't understand that you're illuminating and they can see you from miles away. This glory begins to illuminate. And when it begins to illuminate, you can't hide. How are you going to hide light in darkness? As soon as glory shows up, darkness flees. So even what was in darkness can't stay in darkness because it is now receiving the marvelous light of God. See, you got to be careful when you get emotionally traumatized because what it is, is a veil over your illumination. It wants you to be so hurt that you don't shine. It wants you to be so down that you don't have anything to lead the people into the best days of their lives. So when I'm going through the most traumatizing moments of my life, I've said I got to stay lit. You got to stay lit. You got to keep the glory pumping. You can't sit there. You can't stay in a room in the dark with all the shutters closed. No, you got to come up out of there. Open up those window shades in that house. Open up that back door. Go sit on the deck somewhere. Walk around in the backyard. Don't stay in darkness. See, if you're tired of being in darkness, come to refresh. We will light you up. He may have come in and sat down and said, oh, Lord, I'm here, but I don't want to be here. But you're about to want to be here. You're about to be touched by being here. You're about to be stimulated, activated by being here. Why? Because we are the light and the illumination of God. Some of those folks had a problem with you because you're too bright. <laughs> Some like darkness rather than light. You praise too much. You stay too excited. You always smiling. They think ain't nothing going on with you. Just because you look like every day is a good day. That's what glory does. Makes you look good on the wedge day of your life. Carol, every time you come to work, you got a smile on your face. Every time we turn around, you seem like you excited. It's glory. If you get glory on you, you'll stop looking depressed. Look, can I help y'all? Can I help y'all? I was in North Alabama. One of, one of Yolanda's cousins said, man, I show like that suit. Why can't I get one of the suits? Yet I walked away. I said, it's not the suit. It's the man wearing the suit. 
See, you're going to wear so much glory. They're going to they think everything you put on is tailor-made. They're going to think everything you put on is something that came from Hollywood. They're going to think from, you've been in New York shopping. It's not what you have on. It's who's wearing it. You need to get yourself ready because when you start wearing glory, everything looks good on you. Some of y'all need to get ready to just put some. <laughs> Why does it look so good on you? Cause glory is on you. You can wear socks and shorts and a t-shirt and it's still gonna look good on you. Cause glory is on you. You don't have to spend all that time trying to figure out what you gonna wear. When glory gets on you, you can put on anything and look good. You're not going to look like I look in my suit until you get some on your life that I have on my life. So people can go shopping all day long, but they're not going to look like you until they get in their lives what you got in your life. Is there anybody in this house that got the glory of God on your life right now? And it don't matter what nobody says or does. They're not going to be able to do it like you do it because they don't have what you have. Y'all don't know how good you look when the glory of God is on you. You don't know how satisfied heaven is when you illuminate. You're the reflection. Let's see, let me explain something to you. The moon doesn't add, provide the, the, the shine or the light. The stars don't provide the shine nor the light. It is the sun that is a reflection off of the moon and when God shows up, the reflection is going to come off of you. I believe some of y'all are about to demonstrate the reflection of God in your life and can't nobody shut your lights out. Last one. Even your failure will produce great success. When glory is on your life, even your failures will produce great success. Those of you, and I, I may need to stay away from that, but those of you who have a relationship with a trip, God's gonna turn them into what you need them to be. Why? Because even your mistake, God's gonna do a switcheroo in your mistake. Some of y'all saying, well, I was ready to get out of here. You better hang in there because God's might about to switch. He's about to shift that thing. They about to beat you to worship. They about to beat you to church. They gonna be praying with you, praying with the kids, praying over everything. I'm telling you to tell somebody, if you've been hanging around that long, the glory of God is showing up. And not only will he show up, he will show out. When the glory of God is on you, you can have a bad thing. God will turn it into a good thing. I'm telling you right now, somebody shout, I'm getting me a good thing. I'm getting a good thing. 
I never believed that God will give me a shack that I can't turn into a mansion. If God gives me a broke down car without an engine in it, I'm going to turn it into a Maserati, baby. I'm going to take it. I got vision. I got light on the inside. I'll take some broke down, baby. Give me a couple of minutes in the side, and I'll come out with something that you won't believe that I can come. Give me a broke down church. Give me a poverty stricken church. Watch me bring forth millions, billions. We finance the kingdom. Somebody shout glory. Yeah, it's on you, it's on you, it's on you. Even the bad things are turning good right now. You thought it wasn't going to ever turn around. It's already turning around, turning around, turning around, turning around. You don't have to give me a good situation, God. Just give me a situation and I'll turn it around. to open up a bank account and I'm going to turn it around. If I can open up the bank account, I'm going to turn it around with glory and the bank account will be filled. Oh now, Why don't you just prophesy? Don't pass out, but just turn it around one time. with glory on their life. They do good with a bad hand. Some of y'all got a bad hand, but you're about to do real good with your bad hand. Where is he about to take you? that you're not prepared for. What is he about to do in your life that you thought would never happen? Where is he about to elevate you to that you are not adequate for? Get ready, the glory is on you. I dare you to put your hand on your chest and say the glory is on me. Feel something coming into your hands right now. There's been some stuff that love, but there's some stuff that's coming. Don't you give up now. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. Jesus, he will fix it. <laughs> I said, Jesus, he will fix it. <laughs> My after while is right now. Jesus, he will fix it. How many of y'all needed a word today? You needed a word from heaven. Jesus, you will fix it. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I can say this because of the glory of God. Jesus, he will fix it. Glory! <laughs> yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Glory, glory, glory! Glory, glory! Glory, glory! Glory! 
decision, good outcome. Bad decision, good outcome. Bad decision, good outcome. I dare you to shout for a good outcome. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. Only you can fix it, Jesus. Fix that marriage. Fix those finances. Fix that mind. Fix that body. Fix your neighborhood. Fix your church. Fix it, Jesus. If you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.